0: You are listening to Lions Unchained, the podcast where the lion within you is unleashed and the truth will set you free. Join Carl Joseph right now for a life-changing word where no topic is off the table. Get ready to be unleashed into your destiny. There is a remarkable little book sandwiched between Proverbs and Song of Solomon called Ecclesiastes, and it's very pertinent to today, despite being written in approximately 930 to 970 BC. Based on the evidence, it's highly likely that the preacher or teacher mentioned in this book is no less than King Solomon himself. He speaks of life under the sun, and this term is used 29 times in the book. It should be understood that this term is a euphemism for life without God. The author of Ecclesiastes also complains frequently in the book about the monotony of life by using the term nothing new under the sun. Not only is this an expression of monotony of life without God, but also alludes to the fact that history often repeats itself in some way or other. His phrase, therefore, nothing new under the sun, has come down through the centuries to express that sense of sameness for each generation in all that happens in life. Inevitably, without Christ, our lives can become mundane and lack purpose as we endure the apparently meaningless toil of humanity. Ecclesiastes investigates the meaning and purpose of life and Solomon comes to the conclusion that without God, life is truly futile. Only God himself can reveal our unique purpose in life as he is our creator and designer of purpose. How can the creation possibly know its purpose unless it actively seeks out the creator and architect of its destiny? It's speculated that Solomon wrote this book in his old age, having lived a godly life for the most part, but also having strayed from Jehovah God during his lifetime. He speaks with wisdom, having experienced life on both sides of the moral fence. His conclusion is this, quote, all is vanity and vexation of spirit, Ecclesiastes 1.14. Indeed, my friend, all is vanity and vexation in this life, if we choose to live it apart from God. Without him, we are led to gratify our soulish desires with the pleasures of the flesh. This book has a skeptical tone from a man who, through experience, has seen both the injustices and life's futility, which he documents in great detail. But he has also paid the price for straying from God during his lifetime. He then provides the answer to man's woes in the very last sentence of his book. As the king of Israel, Solomon had vast resources at his disposal and began to try many earthly endeavors in order to fill the gaping hole in his heart, which everyone inevitably feels when they are disconnected from the living God. In Ecclesiastes 3.11, Solomon explains why men and women are not satisfied with life because God has put eternity in their heart and nobody can find peace and satisfaction apart from him. St. Augustine said concerning God, You have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they find rest in you. Friend, the eye cannot be satisfied until it sees the hand of God, and the ear cannot be satisfied until it hears the voice of God. Instead of seeking God and coming to the realization of the truth, man instead seeks power, property, sexual gratification, and artistic entertainment to fill the gaping hole in his heart. There is approximately a 3,000-year gap between the time this book was written and today. These lustful forms of self-gratification have not changed, my friend, throughout modernity. People still seek lasting fulfillment today in the pleasures and uncertain riches of this world, only to find them elusive and unfulfilling in various forms of drinking, sex, entertainment, possessions, drugs, power, and so on. The list goes on. Unfortunately, these vices only provide temporary relief for a disease that's in fact terminal, and that disease, my friend, is sin. Man down the ages has sought to fix the world through governmental and political means, without looking at himself in the mirror firstly, as he remains ever blind to his own decrepit sinful condition. These forms of self-gratification only serve as sedatives, stimulants or pacifiers which cause us to forget the cares of this world for a season, but they each have their own unique and potentially severe consequences. There is a lie sown into our Western culture that if we could only be rich enough or famous enough or popular enough, then all of our problems would simply go away. If this were true, then the lives of the rich and famous would bear testimony to this. However, looking at the lives of the Hollywood celebrities rich and famous in the tabloids today, this premise is definitely not justified. They too are fallen creatures in need of a saviour, and their litany of sexual promiscuity, alcohol addiction, and even drug addiction are all cries for help, or at least attempts to alleviate the pain of their aching heart. But celebrities are no different from us, my friend. Their mistakes are magnified because of their vast media exposure. Having more opportunities to sin on a grander stage only compounds their problems and doesn't provide a means for escape, because their futile attempts offer no lasting respite or path to the truth. Having more opportunities to sin is akin to adding fuel to the fire, not a means to put the fire out. We all have to put out the fire in our hearts, and only the blood of Christ can do it. The basic philosophical questions of who am I and what am I doing here have plagued every generation, including this one. King Solomon, no less, has expounded upon the search for meaning and its futile pursuit without God. Truly without God, life is meaningless and empty. There are many themes discussed by King Solomon in the book of Ecclesiastes, and I will summarize a few of them here for you right now. 1. Futile Pursuit of Riches echoed by Christ himself in Matthew chapter 6 verses 19 through 21, Solomon has much to say concerning mammon or materialism. He discusses that making dishonest gain at the expense of others and acquiring a lifetime of wealth only to have someone else spend it after your death is a futile endeavor. Riches do not satisfy, and neither will they bring happiness. Those who love silver and gold will always want just a little bit more. Take it from Solomon, the richest man ever to have lived. Number two, the cyclical nature of timing and events, and I'm reading from Ecclesiastes 1.9. The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be, and that which is done, is that which shall be done, and there is nothing new under the sun. There is nothing new today, as God has seen it all before. Even with the advent of technology, man finds new ways to sin as his heart is corrupt. The saying that history often repeats itself has merit based on scripture, and students of history can testify to history's repetitive nature. Number three, salvation through knowledge is vanity. Many think that if they're smart enough, they will escape the fires of hell. The Gnostics believed this too in the early church period, to their detriment. However, Solomon saw that although wisdom far exceeded madness and folly, death pays no deference to the wise over the fool. The wise will die and the fool will die, and without Christ, they're going to the same destination, namely hell. Smarts won't save you in the day of judgment, my friend. Man has eternity written in his heart, and temporal, earthly things can neither satisfy nor save. Number four, the temporary nature of ungodly men. Man fades away like the grass and all the pursuits of fame and fortune will be forgotten within one or two generations. Only that which is done for God will be remembered and nothing lasting was ever performed by man without God. No generation is different from the rest and man will one day be blown away like dust in the wind. Ecclesiastes 1 11. Number five, justice and equality are elusive. We only have to read the latest news headlines to know this is true, i.e. that life is not fair. Yet God promises to vindicate those who are his. He says that in Deuteronomy 32, verse 43 and Psalm 18:47. He can vindicate in this lifetime or the next. Man expects fairness and justice because his conscience demands it. Yet since the days of the kings, this has been evasive. Freedom is contended for in every generation and is never granted by default. Freedom, my friend, is never free. It comes at a price. Number 6. The secret is to be content. The spiritual appetite cannot be satisfied with soulish endeavors. Labour is its own reward whether we have much or little. To be content is to be rich, yet the rich are seemingly never content. The Apostle Paul stated that contentment must be learned in Philippians 4.11, and it doesn't come automatically. Yet even if the rich learn to be content, they cannot be fully satisfied as a spiritual problem cannot be solved by physical means. Money is a poor master, but a great servant. We serve God and let money be our servant, not vice versa. Only in Christ are we content and enjoy the peace and joy of our salvation. In his closing statement, King Solomon reveals the secret to living a life of contentment and satisfaction. He ends by stating this in Ecclesiastes 12:13, "Fear God and keep his commandments." Only by living within God's boundaries can we live a fruitful and satisfying life. After all, the society in which Solomon lived thousands of years ago was not too different from our world today. Solomon saw injustice to the poor, crooked politics, incompetent leaders, guilty people allowed to commit more crime, materialism, and a desire for the good old days. It sounds like something out of the pages of USA Today. Solomon experimented with life and discovered that there was no lasting satisfaction in possessions, pleasure, power, or prestige. He had everything, my friend, yet his life was empty. Do you know some people like that? Are you like that yourself? There is no need for you to repeat this same experiment. Someone has gone before you and shared their findings. Let's accept Solomon's conclusions and avoid the heartache and pain that must be endured when we experiment in the laboratory of life. These experiments are costly and some of them can prove fatal. Man always wants something new, but there is nothing new really under the sun. Everything in this world ultimately brings weariness and people long for something to distract them or deliver them. The Athenians in Paul's day spent their time, and I'm quoting from Acts 17 verse 21, they spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear something new. Friend, there is a constant conveyor belt of something new through DVDs, through TV, through media, through magazines, always distracting us from the reality of life and the truth of the gospel. Don't be distracted any longer. But even while they were seeing and hearing these new things, these Athenians were still dissatisfied with life and did almost anything to find some form of escape. It's the same in the entertainment industry. There's an insatiable human hunger for something new, and the media constantly tries to satisfy this. Solomon wrote, of course, about the basic principles of life and not about methods. As the familiar saying goes, methods are many, principles are few. Methods always change, but principles never do. The ancient thinkers knew this. The Stoic philosopher Marcus Aurelius wrote this, and I quote, They that come after us will see nothing new, and they who went before us saw nothing more than we have seen. It's time, my friend, to give your heart to Jesus Christ today, if you have not. There is no long-term satisfaction, trying to replenish your soul and seek satisfaction in your soul, when all the while it is your spirit man that is crying out for life, as it remains in a dead condition. You need to be born again. You need to be transformed from death into life, and only Christ Jesus can do this. Once you do, you will live an exciting life, connected to God, because without Him, You will be never satisfied, and you will never be fulfilled. I once was in this position, and when I was 26 years old, I gave my life to Christ, and I have no regrets, friend. I have no regrets whatsoever. It was the best decision that I ever made. Friend, stop looking in the world for satisfaction or fulfillment. Only Christ can give it to you. You have been listening to Carl Joseph in the Lions Unchained podcast. Every week, new episodes are uploaded. So stay tuned for the next opportunity to roar into victory. Check out our website at carljosephministries.com for exciting articles and discussion points. See you next week. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button.